As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Want an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news and trends in the NBA? Listen to the NBA Daily Ding podcast Monday through Friday. Wake up and turn up the NBA Daily Ding to stay informed on all things NBA here at The Athletic and wherever you get your podcasts. With the playoffs in full swing, you don't want to miss a single episode of the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network every single Monday with myself, Zach Harper, and our cast of characters, Trevon Edwards, Jay King, Dave DeFore, James Edward III, Law Murray. We're breaking down every single big playoff story, and we're doing it with a lot of fun and a lot of trash talk. Make sure you're checking it out. The Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA show every single monday morning right in your podcast face welcome to the athletic mba show on the athletic podcast network this is nerder she wrote with your host dave dufour with mo dekeel are you ready to be entertained and seth partnow to the Athletic NBA Show. This is not the Saturday Slam and Jam. I apologize to everyone tuning in for that show. This is Nerder She Wrote. Uh, we swapped days this week with uh, with Andrew and, and the gang. Uh, I'm Dave DeFour. Seth and Mo are here. And we have a 2-2 NBA Finals. Uh, the Bucks have won the last two games in Milwaukee. And fellas, I guess uh, the question is, where are we now? Aside I, from going to Phoenix, right? For, besides you just literally setting the table, that's exactly where we are now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, the uh, um, it's funny because I find this series very interesting. I I've gone into it with the Bucks had more questions that they needed to answer in this series than I felt like the Suns did, and now after four games, I feel like it's flipped, and it's now the Bucks have more answers and the Suns have more questions, and you know we're we're we're. I just think that's where it's gotten really interesting is this whole thing has kind of flipped on its head a little bit after four games. So to some extent, I agree with that. The part I agree with is the single biggest question about the series was like, it's, it's, you know, especially after the block, it's sort of hard to remember, but remember we were wondering like, is Giannis going to be healthy enough to even contribute in this series? Like that was a legitimate question. And I think we, that has been asked and answered. 
um, at this point. Um, you know, games game two, he looked better than game one, and then games three and four looked much better than either of those games. I will say, though, that um, I think the same questions are still there for both teams. It's just on a game-to-game basis, who kind of wins? I don't want to say the coin flip, but who gets the, the advantage? Um, Milwaukee's always going to have the advantage in, on the interior. They're always going to have the offensive rebounding edge on on Phoenix, especially Phoenix without Darius Arch only having one real big. But the question is, do they get beat, you know, 10-6 in offensive rebounds, or do they get beat 14 to 3? Do they give up seven offensive rebounds in the last five minutes of the game, like they did in game four? Uh, if they're competitive, then I think they have they have a really good shot at winning the series if they get their if they get, you know, their 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 faces beat in by Milwaukee on the glass. Yeah, I mean it's it's though I think when we look at it kind of like the way you're saying is sort of re- recency bias and things like that, and, and these are just kind of the big questions in every game we're going into. I feel like the Bucks have found that they can dominate more with their size as this has gone on. I don't feel like they always do. Right. You know, and I feel like I I, I think it's kind of like we all know it. I mean, they were doing it in the Brooklyn series. They were doing it against Atlanta. We're like, yeah, this is what you should do. And then it's like. And eh, we're not going to yeah, do that. that. It's it's along it's along those lines where it's like <laughs> no no. And then they've they've almost kind of it feels like every series they have to find their their identity, and it takes a couple of games for them to do it. And I feel like they've really kind of found. But they've it. also and, forgotten and it I, again once they found it. Well, we'll, we'll yeah. find out tonight when they when they play. But it's 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 it seems like they've they've gotten it. You know it's. They got in exactly how they want to play. I think they figured out how they want to defend the pick and roll. I think they have the understanding of how they want to attack offensively. I think their whole kind of plan now is is coming together, whereas I feel like the Suns had a better plan coming in, and now I'm feeling like it's sort of like, okay, now we have to figure out things. And some of that is the Sarich injury, you know, and, and – the, you know, now you got to figure out we're going to have to go small for some minutes. We're going to have to figure out how we're going to handle the that situation. All of those things are playing into it, and I think that's that's part of it. I don't look at it so much as recency bias as much as I just think the Bucks have now figured out this is how this is what we need to do to win. I, again, the, the flip side of that is is I don't like the offensive rebound is, is is sort of the big thing for Milwaukee. The big thing for Phoenix is getting. The other guys involved, um, you know, Mikhail Bridges took four shots in each game in in Milwaukee, and is that something that Milwaukee has figured out? Maybe a little. They did a better job. They only allowed six corner three attempts in two games in in Milwaukee total, like not average, like four in game three, two in game two. Um, and, and to interrupt, because I only because I'm very happy because I found the stat, none in the yes. second half. I'm very proud yeah. of myself. And. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Mo with a stat bomb on the uh, pod. David. Oh. <laughs> um so but is is that like a thing that Phoenix is, is going to be able to do better, or is that something Milwaukee has solved? I, I think it's more towards again, it's a swing factor. If Phoenix can get back a little bit to not just Devin Booker bucket getting, but Devin Booker getting buckets and also driving and kicking. Uh, or, or drawing extra help and, and getting the Bucks in rotation. If that can be in just a little more balance in Phoenix, then you get Aiton some shots, you get Bridges some shots, you get Cam Johnson more looks. Jay Crowder is going to take shots, um, whether he's open or not. So that's the the 
sort of the, <laughs> the lesser part of it. But Bridges especially seems like a very big, you know, swing factor um, in in these playoffs, getting him involved offensively. So yeah, that's a question for Phoenix, but I'm not sure it's a question that Milwaukee has solved other than they just did it well in games three and four. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go some ahead. of it is some of it is Phoenix is their is their own enemy at this point, right? And that that happens in every for right. every team in every series. I think some of it too, in terms of just Milwaukee sort of adjusting their lineups, putting Drew Holiday on Chris Paul much more. You know, I think there's a, a I mean, excuse me, not their lineups, their matchups. You know, Chris Paul. I mean, Holiday on Chris Paul a little bit more has hounded him there. That's another dude that doesn't fully create. You know, that, that creates for Bridges as well. You know, that's a guy that's not. It's struggling right now and not able to create at, at the level that we're used to. I think all of those things play into it. And I, I love the stuff you said about uh, Booker and the stuff you tweeted of his potential assists uh, stats over, over the past few games really dwindling. That's an important aspect of it. So I, I guess I want to I want to start with the elephant in the room for Phoenix. Um, what is happening with Chris Paul? Is this, I mean, I, I don't want to speculate about injury, um, but this is abnormal. Is this that the Bucks defense is just, has kind of sorted him out? Are they just really bothering him? I, I don't, I don't, I, nothing stands out to me. This, this is just uncharacteristic. The turnovers, it's just so odd. The weird from thing him. about game four, especially with their having, you know, the three day break, is he looked tired. I don't want or either tired or he just looked like he didn't have anything in his legs. He didn't have it. He didn't have really a whole lot of burst. He didn't have, you know, the, the lift on his jump shot. He normally does. He was, he was pretty passive for a lot of the game. And, you know, some of that, a, a good chunk of that, you got to give credit to Drew Holiday. Like, obviously he's been, his offense has drawn a lot of uh, criticism this series, not just the shot making, but some of the shot selection, but he has been, Starting in game two, he has been tremendous defensively. And like some of that has been his ability to kind of pressure Chris Paul and pressure him while being much larger, which probably, you know, like a, you know, like body shots in boxing probably, you know, takes, takes, takes your legs a little bit. Yeah. And picking him up much earlier, picking him up in the backcourt, you know, and making him expend energy a little bit more, I think is another part of it getting to his leg. I I have questions, you know, like there are, I don't know if it's true or not, but the story of his wrist injury and things like that, like he's bobbling the ball a lot on dribbles, you know, you see him working yeah. it a lot, right? I don't know if you guys noticed that. And I try not to like get too, you know, because, you know, you get sore or whatever, but he seems to be working that wrist a lot, you know, shaking the hand out. And then, you know, that got me thinking about the shoulder. Like maybe this is just like, you know, remnants from that. I, I don't know, but Mo, I'm with you. You you picked up on that too. I mean, it's, it that's just something. seems weird because it's just seeing, I'm seeing some of the stuff, the turnover on the crossover against Giannis with 30 seconds left when they were down two, that led to the fast break to mm-hmm. put the bucks up four. it just seemed weird because it felt like he crossed over and just never had it, you know, and, and, and just lost the ball. And it's it, it, just something about it feels odd, but also the fact is, 15 turnovers over three games. It, 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 that's insane from Chris Paul, you know, and, 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 and I think it's a really weird 
thing. I mean, they're not going to win if that's what he's going to be doing. If he's going to drop five turnovers each night right now, they're they're going to be hard pressed in that in that situation to win this game. Yeah, no, I I mean that's something we've talked about before. It's something that I wrote about yesterday on on the Athletic. Is that's been one of the like the best features of Chris Paul's career is his ability to for his teams to win the turnover battle, to win the turnover game. Both both his ability to keep his own team from from turning the ball over and also helping to force turnovers. And I and I and and I think that that over four games, I think that Phoenix has turned the ball over nineteen times more than 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 Milwaukee. And you know that Milwaukee getting some extra shots via offensive rebounds is to be expected. Milwaukee getting five extra attempts per game because of turnovers, that's that's surprising. And especially given how really mediocre and mediocre is probably being generous, Milwaukee's half-court offense has been, giving up those live ball turnovers, um, it's even more worrisome. I mean, uh, again, I wrote about this yesterday. Uh, Milwaukee is scoring literally half a point more on, on uh, live ball transition opportunities than they are in the half court. Half a point, well, that, that's, you know, you do that 10 times a game, that's five points. Five points is a huge margin in these games. So um, I, that's something that that is really worrisome. And as you said, Mo, if that continues, it's going to be really hard for Phoenix to shot make their way out of that. Are, are we just seeing the home team, like, is this just the home team bump? the last two games or, or do you guys feel like there's more to it? We, we know role players play better at home than they do on the road. Pat Connaughton was, I mean, is that the best game of his career in game four? I mean, certainly the most important game that he's, he's ever performed that well in. I mean, just was fantastic. Is, is this going to be a series that comes down to the first team that has role players show up on the road wins or Phoenix wins by I mean, default. If, if not, <laughs> or Phoenix wins by default, right? <laughs> That's a good point. No, it, it, it's, it's certainly going to help, you know, like those guys, yeah. I mean, obviously, right. Like brilliant analysis, Mo, um, right. The, the, the role players helping on the road is going to help a team win. Um, it, it'll make a difference, but I think it's also getting your, your star guys to really step up too. like Drew Holiday has been great defensively. You know, and, and, and how's it shot the ball well offensively? That's fine. I'd rather he maybe recognize some of the bad shots he's taking and, and look for something else and, 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 and get going on that necessarily because maybe he's not going to have it this series and, and get hot. But some of the shots he's taking, I'm like, all right, well, that was just a bad shot. It's dump and chase offense. If only this was yeah. hockey. Well, no, that, I mean, that's, I mean, <laughs> you know, there, there are, there are, long stretches of the game where that's Milwaukee's best offense is like chuck it at the backboard and go get it. And yeah, no, I mean, I mean, yes, but when they don't, it becomes like, exactly. all right, well now we just really, we've, we've just wasted a possession. And as you said, just five points can be the difference, right? It's, it's especially in the finals, especially in the playoffs, it's literally come, it can come down to just four or five possessions being the whole difference in the game. And, and, and so just, I would kind of, if he can do that, and and the Bucks don't have role players really step up on the road. I still think Milwaukee can win the game if Chris Paul handles his turnovers, you know, a little bit better. You know, I I think Phoenix could win a, a road game in in Milwaukee. You know, maybe necessarily without the the star without the role player stepping up. It's it's I'm not ready to say fully it's a role player series. Yet. Are we calling DeAndre Ayton a role player still, or is he is he above that line at this point? Because nah. that's 
No, and the fact it, I'm it saying certainly no. feels like he's above it. <laughs> yeah. And not me. Right? I was like, well, it certainly feels well, no, like but it. But I was like, no, 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 no definitely but, not. But that's it's 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 because it's how he it's how his his offense is set right. up. It's it's fed to him. So it looks like a role player type guy, but he's so important for them in terms of everything. You know, um, defensively, offensively, you know, it's, 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 he makes the engine, you know, he's one of the, he's the spark plug of the engine. I, I, I think that's the right car analogy. I don't know, of course. Um, but the, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, but he's, he's an important piece to it. I wouldn't say he's the engine itself, but it's, it's important. So I think he's, he's more than a role player. He's pl- being played like it. They're not, you know, the, he's not getting the opportunities. But he's more important than a role player. And the fact that I'm saying this about DeAndre Ayton is huge. No, the reason I wanted to bring yeah. him up is I thought that was a, one a really interesting aspect of Game Four, and I think we'll I imagine we'll get to the foul trouble in Game Three. Uh, but in, in Game <laughs> yeah. Four, that was the first time all playoffs I can remember. You know, I think we've talked about all year um, when we're, we've talked about the Suns is like we want to see DeAndre Ayton play with force, and he always doesn't. Game four was the first time where he was like, you know, he was taking little flippy shots around the basket, right? There's yeah. one time he tried to finish with authority and um, an apparition came yeah, from out of nowhere and, and, <laughs> and he ate it. But still, I was like, okay, well, you try to finish like that every time. Well, Giannis does not make that play every time. Um, but but so that's – I think that's an important thing is if he's if he's playing with force around the basket, especially offensively, like that's you know is that a that's why I asked is that a role player thing because that's going to be a pretty important thing for Phoenix to get some easy baskets of their own. Unfortunately, I think that's him right now, and he has to develop playing with force. Right, like I tweeted it out a few times. He had a post up on Connaughton, made it, but a fadeaway jump yeah. hook. He had a, a post up on Drew Holiday, went to the jump hook again. Like it's 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 that he had, he caught up he got an opportunity for a lob. Came down with it because I don't think he could have he could have dunked it when he caught it. I'm, I, I, to be fair, he came down with it, right. had Connaughton on him, and went for a bunny and missed it. And I'm like, I'd rather him take get an offensive foul. And I, we we don't want him to draw fouls, but I'd I'd rather him take the offensive foul and play with force than 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 not. But I think that's going to be more of an off season development. I don't think we're going to see that change over in so in, consistent in, though through up until game four throughout the playoffs but i think that this is a coaching thing for them though right i think that if you think back to that monty williams mic'd up right what was he telling him hey you might not be able to affect the game on the stat sheet but you can do it with force so i, I think that this is something obvious that they think they know it internally and monty knows mm-hmm. it and i think that he's trying to sort of get that out of him in this series and we've seen it here and there but I think you're absolutely right. If he is going to, you know, do the turnaround bunnies, they need more than that. And, and Mo, I'm with you. I'd rather see him get that Shaquille O'Neal, I just threw this guy into the stands offensive foul than, you know, have little Pat Connaughton. Are, are we still calling him short arm Pat Connaughton? Well, you just call him um, little. Pat Connaughton <laughs> underneath the basket. Well, yeah, compared to DeAndre Ayton. He's only short armed you know? if you're testing so vertical. I, if you're I'm, testing, I'm with you, uh, if you're right. if you're actually testing standing reach, he is not short armed. Um, do we need to explain that? Um, anyway. I want to talk about the Giannis block. Uh, no, no, no. It's a, I think that's a, everybody knows that. I want to talk about the Giannis block. Um, I, we don't we don't give Giannis enough credit for his defensive feel, and and that was um, 
it was like a prime example. When he turned, he was just looking for Aiton's hands. He was like, well, I know the ball is going to meet Aiton, so I'm going to meet his hands. I, I thought that that was like his explanation of that even was great. But just that play itself um, w- has rightly been shared everywhere, and everyone sees it for, for how it amazing it is. Sense. But it the slow motion when sense. you watch his it, – It doesn't. <laughs> I, like – I love that play so much. I, I've probably it's, watched no, it about fifty like times. The thing, the awareness um, that you're, the awareness piece that you're so talking great. about is like, okay, I'm not going to be able to track the ball, but I know where the ball's going to get to. So let me jump to that point at the rim. Okay, that's fine. Physically, go do that now. Like he just, you know, in the slow, like maybe it's because yeah. of the slow mo, but like how he generates enough, like speed and power off of like a reverse blind pivot onto his bad knee and then covers not just vertical but horizontal distance to get there with room to spare like it looked like i said you know it looked like in like super smash brothers or something where you can like double jump like he went up and then i'm gonna keep going like that's just i'm going to keep going but i'm gonna jump again from here and it's just yeah it doesn't it's not possible Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. That's what that's what scouts would incorrectly just say quick twitch like you know what they mean um but it's not necessarily the 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 right word for what's physically happening but the mental part of that and and then to be able to also have the physical part I mean that was a genius level defensive IQ play and also just a spectacular physical wonder I like I really have watched it like 50 I times mean, the, spectacular it's it's, it's- unbelievable this is why we call him the greek freak because he's a freak and it's a freak right. the yeah. my favorite thing of what he said was i was expecting to get dunked on like but he was still willing to go we know a lot of big guys who would just turn and look and it's over you know they wouldn't he's willing to come over and have that humility willing to fail a little bit or, or anything like that obviously this turned out to be the best case scenario in that block the one yeah. thing i'll say is Booker threw that a tad high, and if you watch the, mm-hmm. the 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 camera replay on the basket, you can just see it. Like Aiton literally just has it on his fingertips. Like Aiton did a hell of a job to catch it and come to get it, and then unfortunately Giannis comes in and just says that thing's mine. And 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 it's just an unbelievable play. There's there's not enough we could we can oh. talk about it in every platitude. It's just amazing. It reminded me of the Bam block on Tatum on the dunk last year, like just time and scored, uh, you know, obviously this is in the finals, but the timing on this is right up there with that. And I mean, the LeBron chase down, which we, of course, all remember. Um, it's one of the greatest blocks I've ever seen when you consider time, score, degree of difficulty. And, and you know, the fact that it this is DeAndre Ayton, it's not like that was a guard up there. Um, just fantastic. I, I Giannis has really been just on another planet. If the Bucks win the title, there, there's no way he's not the Finals MVP, right? Like, 
I, I see a lot of people saying, well, maybe Middleton has a chance. I, mean, I don't not, I don't see how that's possible. I, I do think it's funny we've gotten this far without mentioning that name. This is so this is the Yeah. No, this is well, the really, the really interesting thing about like, you know, we we Giannis because he is a and he's not the only one, but because he is a superstar out of a non-traditional sort of mold, he's not you know, a wing ISO score or, or in, in the, you know, in this day and age, a guard ISO score um, is like focusing on the things he can't do, which is, you know, fair enough, but, you know, but there's day, nobody else is making that, that defensive play, but you, you then pair <laughs> yeah, him yeah. with a guy who is maybe not overall on the level of a, you know, of a Durant or a Curry or something like that. But in terms of as a, creative clutch shot make difficult shot maker chris middleton is every bit of that and so you 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 pair this this sort of the 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 non-traditional superstar with the non-traditional number two who's sort of almost more overqualified on the ball than a lot of number twos are um and it just fits perfectly and and like i don't think Giannis can find himself in position to make those plays if he doesn't have that with him because that so perfectly complements like the holes in his game to have this you know elite shot maker and a guy who has been an elite clutch shot maker an elite playoff shot maker you think about it the number of big shots chris middleton has hit in the playoffs despite really fairly limited playoff experience and success it's a pretty impressive resume yeah no and he takes tough shots, but I almost feel like he takes too many tough shots. And, and that to, to a degree, is that a little bit of a crutch? You know, like he, it's great when he hits them, but when he has those nights where he's off, like I worry about it. Sorry, Mo, no, go ahead. I mean, it's, it's an important point you make, Dave. It's, you know, he, he takes tough shots, but in crunch time, they're all going to be tough shots. Most of the time, right, right? That's right. Just, you need a tough shot maker. In, in crunch time, that's what Devin Booker is for the Suns. You know, when CP's on, he can do that, you know, and things like that. That's part of the whole with Giannis's game is he's not a tough shot maker, you know, and in that sense. And I think it's a very important thing. The distinction is like Giannis is going to take you 45 minutes into the game. In a close game, Middleton's got to take you the last three. And you need Giannis's 45 minutes to get to those last three of Middleton. But when Middleton... I feel so much more comfortable when Middleton has the ball and is trying to make things happen at the, at the end of games versus Giannis in in that instance. You know, Giannis getting it on the roll, Giannis getting it on the move, different story. But Stagnick plays, let's let's go to Middleton. I think that's who you got to play through if you're the Bucks down the stretch and I think we've talked about this all year. I mean, this is this is just what we're seeing in fruition and it's kind of cool to watch it. It's that's right, man. Game winner against Miami in Game One. Um, hit big shots in the Brooklyn series. Winner series. against against Brooklyn. A series winner, at, right? Yeah, at, big games in at the end of the Atlanta series with Giannis out. You know, add this game four to his resume. I had a friend text me going like, "Do you trust Middleton?" I go like, "I don't have a reason not to. He's done it all every rounds in the playoffs so far. I can't. It's not a matter of not trusting him down the stretch. I mean, he had forty. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, right. He, <laughs> we're talking yeah. about him like he scores, he, like, you know, like right. he had 18. Oh, it was a nice little game. game. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> On jump shots. <laughs> uh, it was a fantastic game. So I guess let's, 
I want to take an assessment uh, from you guys on on what you've seen from Milwaukee, in particular over the course of the series, like the difference in the first two and the next two. Mo, you have been on this train all year that the Bucks were doing the right thing in the regular season. They were mixing it up. They were mixing up coverages. Their, their offense was different. They weren't just running into a wall over and over again. You feel pretty good about how they've been. And of course, the, the series is tied to two. So you have to feel good about that. But like just on a, a granular level, do you feel pretty good about their game plan and, and like what they're doing? Yeah, I'm I'm actually, you know, this, this is what's wild is I'm actually at the point where I'm picking them to win the series. You know, um, I, I, I think everything they've done, you know, has led up to this this kind of stuff. They've they've made changes, you know, literally from game one in the series all the way on down in how they're handling the pick and roll, how they're coveraging, how they're changing matchups. They're putting different guys here. They're picking up guys full court offensively. They're, they're playing three honest, you know, and then, and then getting into Middleton, trying to get opportunities to get Drew Holiday going, trying to find chances for the other guys. I honestly, I just like everything they've done. And this is what we've, we've said. I said, you can't play the same way all year and think you could change it up in the playoffs. And I think we're just seeing them, all this kind of all that work from the regular season, all that hand wringing fans had, like, oh my God, the Bucks and da da da, and this, oh no, oh they were only the third you, you seed, know, right? Like, what are we gonna like? Oh my God, um, type of deal. I think the, the the thing you're looking at is this is this is all coming to fruition now. It's playing the long game, and and now we're 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 here. We are in the finals. I think we need to make a distinction between offensively and defensively because I don't love their plan offensively. Like again, we've we've talked about their their, okay. their half court offense has been poor all playoffs. Yes, and it's been poor despite having talent advantages. So I think that we can be we can be critical of of you know they end up in these a lot of these Middleton and, and Holiday tough shot scenarios in part because they you know we there was a like a, a stretch in game three where they actually had some like side to side motion in their offense and got into some easy stuff and put phoenix in rotations and stuff like that but really like they're they're scoring by you know the free points they're scoring offensive rebounds in transition and when those things don't happen they really can't even with Giannis out there so uh, but that aside like defensively i think you're absolutely right Mo. they've tried they're 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 trying a lot of different things the, the overwhelming thing on both ends of the floor to me is this is a tough team they are like even if they don't have the greatest like the the plan might not be working or might not be the greatest they are just you know you saw it in games one and two where they were down big in the second half and were like nope nope we're still playing we're coming back we're you're gonna have to beat us and that you know, that's some of that is Giannis's personality. Frankly, a lot of that is 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 um, you know Middleton is a quiet guy, but he is he is extremely tough. Holiday is is you know Tucker. These are guys who have who have been through it, and you know what? Even if the plan isn't the best plan, they are going to keep executing the plan to the best of their abilities for 48 minutes and that is i don't want to say it's unusual but the degree to which they don't concede really at any point is unusual this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the nba want to get closer to the game than ever before Michelob ultra courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive nba prizes and experiences like official gear 
courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Don- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So I guess uh, let's look ahead to game five. We're recording this Friday afternoon. So it's, the show's going to drop Saturday morning, game five, Saturday night in Phoenix. Um, I think if you've lost the last two games, it's up to you to make adjustments and to counter. So let's talk about it. What is Phoenix going to do in game five to try to counteract some of the struggles that, they, that they've been having the last couple of games? I mean, first and foremost, you need Chris Paul to protect the basketball, right? Yeah. Besides the obvious, Chris Paul, play better, please. <laughs> right. um, the, the, yeah, yeah. The, the thing I think Phoenix needs to do is play quicker. Push the pace here a little bit. You know, um, get opportunities with drag screens. You know, the, the, the Bucks have done a good job with the stagnant pick and rolls. They've done a good job with the Spain pick and rolls. The, the, they've struggled a little bit with that, you know, staggered into DHO for Booker. But the, the get them moving, attack them earlier in the clock and get opportunities there. And I think that's where also you'd find the opportunities for Bridges, like Seth was saying earlier in the episode, and for those role players. But if if you're playing so late up against the clock like they tend to do when Chris is pretty slow bringing it up, it, it, it hurts their offense in that sense. They got to play quicker. I think if they push the tempo, try to find more drag screens, I think they'll they'll be able to find some good stuff offensively. So I've got to that point that game one was, I thought, the best they did that, that all series. Um, and I got some stats from, from the folks at NBA Advanced Stats that um, – over the course of the playoffs, the Suns have gotten their offense after on off a dead ball, so taking the ball out of the basket or or inbounding or stuff like that. With about fifteen on the shot clock, in game one in the first quarter when they were really zipping, they were they were into their offense at eighteen point five on average, um, and so for the game it was seventeen some, and that's it may not sound like a lot, but being into your offense two two and a half three seconds faster. Is, is it's just a huge advantage, especially when you have guys who are as adept at hunting a mismatch as like Paul or Booker can be. Um, just gives yourself so many chances to have for defensive breakdowns for those open shots for uh, you know right. Booker to find the seam. Um, some of the some of the slowdown is I think due to the Bucks changing things up. First of all. Um, part of the reason they were able to play so fast in game one is PJ Tucker was guarding Paul and couldn't offer him any resistance at all. Yeah. Just let them like like jog into their offense every time. And so Drew on on Paul has done some of it and also them just picking up earlier all over the court. But doesn't mean Phoenix has to say, oh, they're picking us up early. We got to walk it up. Like, OK, we'll 
get by the guy and and play five on four a little bit then. Um, I think that's – I agree with you. That's something that would be a huge help for Phoenix. Just, you know, getting back to getting some system buckets. You know, that's something they've been very good at all postseason and we're good at through through game one and the first half of game two. Um, and they've gotten away from that a little bit. And again, some a good chunk of that is credit to Milwaukee, but also they they can be better. I think they need to get Mikel Bridges involved in the offense again. You know, I, I think in particular, I would come out of the gate trying to get him going. You know these other guys are going to touch the ball a lot. They're going to have the ball in their hands. Aiton is going to get those system buckets that they generate. But we just saw Milwaukee's game plan is to take out Mikel Bridges and to take out these guys on the edges that are that are creating those open looks for Aiton. So I think I would co- probably come out and see if you can get him going. I also think that campaign it, it, game five is going to be an important campaign game because of the, exactly the reason that you mentioned. That is a dude that can really put pressure on the Bucks if they're picking him up high. And and I think that that's something that that we maybe we see a little bit more of. I, I don't know about you guys. Um, for the Bucks, I guess what do you what are you going to do? Like, do, do you make any changes, or do you hope that what you've been doing just keeps on rolling? Don't forget who you are. Don't forget you're the bigger team. Don't forget your, your, your you know how you're playing. Giannis can't turn into a jump shooter. Don't forget like the 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 details there that they got you there. You know, in in those last, especially those last two games and things like that. I think ultimately it's it's same way we say CP's got to play better. Holiday play a little better on offense. That's how it works, right? Just tell him and he'll he'll play a little bit better. Um, you know, but make a few more shots, uh, type of deal. But just smarter possessions. It's not even about what shots he makes, but what shots he takes, and 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 just smarter possessions from him on that end. So that's kind of my thing for the. Don't box. forget about Brook Lopez. Like. Okay. That's I think that's been, you know, when we've talked about Milwaukee kind of understanding their identity, a lot of those times have been like, oh, yeah, this is this guy used to be a 20 point a game post score. And I'm not saying you like, you know, he stick his foot in the ground, stick his hand up in the air and go to work back to the basket. But get him on the offensive rebounds, get him on, you know, flashes to the basket, get him on like, you know, against Atlanta. He had some really, really nice like Wade cuts through the elbow, like get some more of that going because um, you know, there's, there's now there, if, if he's attacking the basket as well as, as Giannis in different ways, obviously that's two guys. Phoenix has no chance of stopping except with DeAndre Ayton and he can't do cover both of them at once. So use that advantage a little bit more, I would say as a way to, um, if you're going to have to get ugly offense, that's a way you're going to be able to get some ugly offense. Would you guys, would you guys maybe run some screens to like create some switch mismatches for Brooke? Like maybe right off the gate, try to try to just get him a couple of touches inside. Maybe you pick up some cheap fouls early on Crowder I, I don't or even something know about like that, that. But just like, the, you know, they have so many of their sets. He kind of starts in the weak side corner, just like run some kind of fake action mm-hmm. on the strong side and have him just like sprint into something at the, you know, right at the front of the rim. And, and, you know, you're going to, you're, you might be able to draw some fouls that way. You might get, you know, get the ball into him on that once or twice, but just make that weak side corner guy, like think and pay attention to him. And either that will, you know, either Brooke will get a look or that guy's attention will be more on Brooke and that will give you more space in the main action. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not too worried about that, Dave, in terms of trying to get him some looks 
right away to start off the bat. I think I'd, I'd I, if I was going to be like, let's we have to get a guy a look. I think it'd probably be like Drew Holiday, um, and try to get him right. Get try to get him a cup. Well, the first play of the game, they, you know, they're running right. it for Drew. Try, they're going to run that little Iverson cut with uh, right. Giannis, try right? to get him a, 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 a an easy look and things like that. I trust in Brooke will find his way. You know, I just think, yeah, I'm with Seth every now and then call something for him. I think that's what the great point of just don't forget Lopez, you know, is is an important thing there. Just I think along the way, he'll find he'll find his stuff. I don't feel like you have to go early in the game. I got to establish Brooke Lopez. Sprinkle it in, you know, and it almost sprinkle it in. Yeah, exactly. And that's almost kind of the same point I have with the Bridges thing that you said. I wouldn't even feel like I'd have to go right at Bridges because I feel like a lot of Bridges gets anyways is off of action. It's let's run offense and then we'll find mm-hmm. he'll find his way. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a... Real POS. You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Yeah, I mean they they've been they found him in the corner all year, and then that corner has just disappeared. And so maybe maybe you just lift him up a little bit, try to get him out. Because he does have, I mean, he I does he, he's not the, he's not a great like face you up ball handler. But if you get him the ball with a little bit of crease, he can make something happen off off of two or three dribbles. So you, that yeah. little ten foot pull up that he's got in the lane yeah. is been nice um you know it's, yeah, it's awkward there's, but there's it's a lot nice. of times where like he's going to be he's just going to be bigger than than milwaukee's defender so he, you get him you know you get him on the move and get him you know kind of pogo sticking to six feet you get a pretty good clean look at that so that's that you know again just i, I think mo, the way mo put it is just run offense that's i feel like that's something we've said so much for so many teams it's so frustrating all postseason is is they get in these so ruts because like the other team like starts yeah no the like, other team play. switches once and it's like oh shit i got a mismatch we got to go at this it's like no just just okay you have a mismatch now make him guard you instead of like you have a mismatch so you have yeah. to shoot and and you know 
and this is this series seems like it's about the first time where Phoenix has has found themselves in that rut where we've seen kind of throughout this postseason like every other team kind of run up against that a little bit. I would say the one other thing for Phoenix, and I've, I mentioned it, I think maybe it was a daily ding with you, Dave, but I think they also got to lay off the cross, the crossbacks too much. Just run a straight pick and roll yeah. and let Aiton roll hard to the rim. They cross back so much, in particular Chris, that it that it they know it's coming. So shake it up. Just come off the screen and let Aiton dive, and I bet you could probably get an easy lob or two off of that. And on that crossback, uh, the the Bucks are switching it sometimes, and then you've got the the rear defender basically catching up to the play. And and so yeah, we we were talking about that. They've been doing that. I thought too much the whole playoffs, you know, like when they're running into trouble, like against the Clippers and stuff, they were doing too much of that. So yeah, I'm with you get back into just trying to attack the basket instead of getting into that pull-up range because you know, it's there. I I think you got to put more pressure on the rim. If you're, yeah, that's, if you're I, Phoenix, um, I'm sorry. Look, no, I was normally, say that, like, like, oh, go ahead. I was yeah. going to say, we normally don't do predictions, no, but, that's, but I think we're I think going you're, to today, You're saying that like, I have the, just the, the mental image of how often like, you know, uh, like, Devin Booker was like trying to put a defender in jail in, in, and like, yeah, he's getting to a step back and making them. But as you say, he puts some pressure on the rim. Now, either you're getting layups, you're getting free throws, you're getting the kick out to, yeah, you're, from the you're corner sucking all. that guy in yeah, from the corner. Or you're hopefully you pulling get, that you defender. Get a lob right? to eight and get a kick out to bridges. So yeah, just, just, you know, you know, get to like, not just a shot you can make, but get to a great shot a little bit more. But this is the thing that I think when we talk about drop coverage, we don't talk enough about, like we talk about the fact that that mid range is open, but we don't talk enough about how the corners are not and the rim is why you play drop coverage. So (laughs) this is why you play drop coverage. And so if you're the offense, you're playing into the defense's hand by taking that shot. And I think that Phoenix really needs to, again, play with force and go at the rim and, and really try to try to, Put Giannis in foul trouble, and and I mean early. I, that would be my goal if I were them. All right, guys, uh, we're I'm bad at predictions, and we we said we weren't even doing it anymore. But we got a three game series, and I feel like I I, I think I'm with Mo, but I want to hear Mo's reasoning on on switching to the bus. Yeah, no, I just think they've kind of found the formula that they need to go with to win it. Like I don't. Here's the thing. I don't know how Phoenix is going to stop the offensive rebounding onslaught, right? Like they're, they're not hitting a growth spurt over the next, they did it over the next few days. So, you know, Mikhail Bridges isn't six, nine now um, type of deal. So it's, it's it like, it's just a size disadvantage. And if the bucks continue to attack the way they have been, I feel like they're going to, they're going to steal a game in, in Phoenix. And I think that's, I, I, that's kind of my main reasoning is I just feel like they've figured it out. You know they've figured it out at this point, and and that is a big change. I didn't I didn't think they would. So got to give give them credit here. I've kind of I, so, I think you know we we've been doing our game by game predictions uh, on on the athletic, and I'm pretty sure I'm in last place. So take this with all the salt you want. Um, is <laughs> I, I I picked the Bucks to win game five. I I sort of feel like this is the part where. Phoenix's inexperience maybe starts to show a little bit. Um, and that's, that's, you know, Aiton not knowing how to get involved and stay involved. This bridge is 
that's that's campaign being a little out of control. That's so I think all of these these kind of the other guys who've been so good for Phoenix are maybe just hitting that point. And and you know Booker too not like finding that right balance I th- of between you know bucket getting and distributing. Um, I think this is where just hitting that that wall of not having been there might be catching up to them a little bit. Um, and wow, is that an unusual way for me to go? But still, that's where I'm going. I, they yeah. it also could be a physical wall, yeah. right? Like it is the end of the season, and this has been a long year, and after uh, another long year, and, and so. We watched teams dropping like flies in the playoffs and we watched guys. I mean, man, we watched how many teams just look like they were completely out of gas. You know, thinking about the Nuggets, their last three games and maybe the Suns are out of gas. I don't know. I think the Bucks are just a better team right now Um, and they're playing better. And it the momentum is all on their side. I don't want to, you know, say Bucks in six, but I think they're going to win two of the next three. And and this is they've got the blueprint. Can they can they stay this tough, this big, this mean? We've That's just the question for me, Mo. Win by all three of us going the same way. I know, I didn't know we? we, did. we <laughs> and, and, and by like just a massive no, like I, no it's going to be no, it's going to be no, it's going to be by one point and a missed free throw because that's the commentator curse, right? No, well, not a missed free throw. A were... Ten second violation <laughs> with no time on the clock. Oh boy, oh boy. No, it's going to be. It's, hey, by the way, Giannis sped up. Giannis sped up. He looks more comfortable. I, I like what I'll I'm say, saying. I'll say this though: it, it it would be very fitting for the Milwaukee Bucks to win the finals in six, and Bucks in six being a being finally a a, a true prediction. If they, I tell you what, yeah, if, they're if, gonna they're gonna all yeah no if, 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 they, if they win the today and Brandon Jennings is not there center court on Game Six, uh, Dan Smichek, what are we doing if that doesn't happen? All right. Dustin Godsey, give happen. me a call. It's going to happen. Somebody get Trey, get Trey on the line. Yeah. Get, get Trey on the line. We'll, we'll make this happen. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week where we may, I guess, have an NBA champion. I'm not sure of the schedule. Um, we could be guaranteed an NBA champion by the next time we record. Uh, for Seth and Mo, I'm Dave. This has been Nerdishy Wrote on the Athletic NBA Show. Mm-hmm.